Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, everybody. Thanks for being here. Hope you like the Credence Clearwater. We are definitely running through the jungle when it comes to cannabis stocks, and we're going to spend some time today talking about the Kronos earnings announcement and the Telray earnings announcement, okay? We're going to focus on that. We're going to focus on the importance of stop losses to make sure that we don't uh, inhale too much hopium and keep losing money, okay? So, Armor Report. Let's just set the table again as usual. Stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. I tell you that at the start of every show because managing your risk is more important than the excitement of the investment fee. So you got to remember that. Okay. Um, quantum mental investing, what does it mean? We're taking algorithms and a quantitative AI approach to execution, and we combine it with fundamental information, a fundamental foundation, and that's what creates the information edge that I share with you. I use all this information to manage my own assets. I manage assets for individuals through my interactive brokers relationship. But this show is an educational show, okay? I'm not telling you what stocks to buy. I don't get on these shows on YouTube and say, um, here's the earnings announcement from Kronos, and then you run out and buy the stock. That's not the purpose here. Today, I'm going to break down for you what I think is important about the Kronos and Telray calls. It's information that's important that you use to determine whether or not either now or in the future you want to own the stock. So it's not me saying go buy them, right? I don't know you. I don't know your risk tolerance. I couldn't possibly give you that kind of direct information. But I do hope that over time, I can share my knowledge, I can share my 30 plus years of experience doing this, and it'll help you protect your capital and increase your net worth. That's what I'm trying to do here. So thanks for being here. It helps me out a lot because it orders my thinking and it helps me execute correctly. As always, should you enjoy this show, give me a thumbs up. It'll help me out. As always, you guys know how that works with YouTube. Thanks so much. Um, I like to start always with the discussion about the indexes in the market because the market drives most investment decisions from a standpoint of risk. So as you all know, we follow seven indexes. These are all proprietary algorithms that focus on the ETFs of the top seven indexes. I'm going to keep this uh, a part of the conversation brief. I know we all want to get to the cannabis couch. So let me just say that um, not much has changed. We're still on a kind of a yellow light, right? Green would be grab with two hands. Red would be, you know, protect your capital aggressively. Yellow light, still confused. The big index is moving higher. The sub-indexes we follow, not confirming those breakouts. And so we, we get a muddled picture. 
I'll tell you what, I'm going to share with you just a chart here. Um, let me just pull it up. Okay. Let's see. Okay, I hope you all are seeing that. That's a chart of the small cap index, IWM. This is the index I use to hedge aggressive portfolios. And you can clearly see why I would be putting hedges on right here. This is the top of a very obvious channel that this index has been trading in for something close to 22 months. Okay, so I use that as a hedge tool, not for every account. So uh, I am preparing for you a website, armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. We're close. We're not there yet. We haven't activated the site. We're just working on it. And on that site, I'm going to share a number of things, one of which will be access to the information about what stocks are in each of our portfolios. We have four model portfolios, call them armor portfolios, conservative, balanced, aggressive, and index only. And I bring this up right now because when it comes to hedging a portfolio, if you looked at that chart of small caps and you understand why I might put a short on, you have to understand what my whole portfolio structure is. If I've got conservative accounts where I might be holding large cash positions, I don't need to short. In aggressive accounts, obviously less cash, more invested, then I might use this short technique to protect the rest of the portfolio. So I'm not making a call here that the market's going to implode. I'm just saying protecting some capital here makes sense. All right, let's get to the cannabis couch. Um, I do think it's important. Again, I'm going to share this chart with you. Okay. That's MJ. Okay. It's a chart of the ETF MJ, which is, you know, a good way to track all these cannabis stocks. So let's start here and let's begin with a discussion about stop losses. And I'm going to begin here for a particular subscriber, somebody who happens to follow along on my stock twits account and, and, and my Twitter account, Twitter at Brett Rosenthal. You should follow me there as I, what I will continue to do and what I have been doing is listening to the conference calls of key cannabis companies, Kronos and Telray. I'm going to share with you right now what I glean from them. I'm going to be covering the uh, Charlotte's web call today. And then of course, canopy growth tomorrow morning and, um, Aurora Cannabis tomorrow night, okay? And what I like to do, if I can do it live, I just tweet out as I'm listening. Sometimes I listen to um, a replay like I did of Telray this morning, and I'll tweet out my thoughts. And so one particular uh, subscriber was saying that um, perhaps he feels that you all are not hearing me when it comes to managing your risk. So let's start with risk management. Here's the chart. I spoke to you all the other day about stop losses. Let me blow up this chart so you can get a better picture. All right. You can see the yellow line. That yellow line is clearly the stop loss on this most recent entry. So let me go over again. Subscribers know this. The end of May, I told all of you, raise your cash, get out of Dodge. This is going to get ugly. MJ has dropped 50%. The individual stocks, 75%. Since that collapse, I said to you, I'm starting to nibble 
I'm using a fork now, buying some of these names. And I told you that, look at the chart again. At the beginning, right here, you can see my hand right there. At the beginning of this bar right here, I said, maybe we've got the beginning of a bottom. Okay? So we nibble at the beginning of the bottom, which was in October, like 14, 15th. And then we added some more four days ago as it looked like a double bottom was in. So now let me be very clear. If we take out the low of the double bottom, we stop our loss and we reset and we wait for our next entry point. There's two ways you can go about this, guys. You cannot try to call the bottom. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to be conservative? You don't put any money to work in this space until the bottom's in. If you want to be more aggressive, you look for these types of technical setups after a 50 to 75% decline in the group, and you nibble and you put a little bit on your favorite names, and then you add to them if it proves the bottom is there. So there's two different ways to do it. In our conservative account, our Armour Report model conservative account, we don't own any cannabis stocks. We haven't since late May. In our more aggressive accounts, we look at these entry points and we start to take positions that we're then going to double and triple and quadruple depending on the size that we start with if they prove to be accurate at the turn and we use stops to protect us. So if we take out the low of the double bottom, I told you we'll be gone. So we're already gone. Okay, done. We keep listening to conference calls. We keep elevating certain names to the top of the armor whiteboard. So the next opportunity we get, we know where we want to go. And let's talk about that now. Kronos and Telray. This is the information that I'm going to share with you right now. After listening to those two conference calls, those two stocks have been elevated to the top of our whiteboard. Don't run out there and buy them. I'm not saying that. This is a fundamental foundation that we're talking about now. Execution, we leave to quantitative analysis. Execution being when we buy and sell. From a fundamental standpoint, we build a foundation of what names we want to own. And what I submit to you today after listening to those two calls is that both of those companies have it right. And at some point in the future, when this investing theme takes off again, I believe they'll outperform their peers. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time going over all the numbers and all the different things on the call. I'm going to boil it down for you. I've been doing this over 30 years. I'm going to tell you what Wall Street likes to hear and puts a premium on. You want to debate it with me? That's your right. Feel free to debate. Okay? I'm just going to tell you what I know. I've been doing it a long time. I'm going to tell you what Wall Street wants to hear and that eventually you'll see a premium built in because of that. Both of these companies 
honestly, if I didn't know what call I was listening to, I would have, I would have told you, gee, I don't know, that could be Kronos or it could be Telray. I don't know. They're both following the same path. And that path is one that I've been preaching here on this show for a year now. We want to focus our investing dollars from a fundamental standpoint on the part of the cannabis uh, um, chain that is at the top of the chain or the pyramid, the top. We don't want to focus our investing dollars on farmers. We don't want to focus our investing dollars on companies whose um, very livelihood depends on the price of the biomass. Because it's just a crop. And two things are wrong with that. Number one, we know that the prices are going to keep going down because more and more and more growth is coming online to hopefully match demand in the future. So we're at the worst time to buy growers. They're growing a lot and that they can't, they, they can't quite reach the end market yet. So huge expense, no payoff. That's why those stocks are getting crushed. At the beginning of, a, of a, an investing cycle, all the stocks kind of move together. So this differentiation we want to see in premium on the guys that are at the, the top of the value chain, we're not really going to see yet. So I'm giving you a deep dive fundamentally into the names that are at the top of the value chain that will over time, I don't know if it's a year, three, five years out from now, you'll start to see them outperform their peers because they're at the top of the chain. And so what I do now when I listen to these calls is try to figure out where these companies are on the chain. And that's how I build the whiteboard. So Kronos and Telray are clearly following the asset light model. What does that mean? They don't want to be farmers. It means they benefit as the price of weed goes down over time. Why? Because they can easily transition their business to just buying cheap weed from others and manufacturing it into the end product that they want that has higher margins. So do they grow now? Sure. It's, the, it's a nascent industry. So they've got to grow some of their own inventory to make sure they can do what they want to do. But over time, as more and more farmers come online and prices in, you know, continue to collapse, okay, it, become, it begins to benefit this, these companies because they transition their business and they become less and less dependent on farming and more and more profitable as they can buy product from other farmers at lower prices, okay, and then turn it into the end product at the top of the value chain. Those are the companies that will eventually outperform their peers and carry higher PEs. Okay, PEs don't matter. Whoops. PEs don't matter at all right now. Okay, so please don't waste my time with a conversation about PEs at the moment. They, they mean nothing. It's too early in the process. Okay, for them to mean anything. Um, but in the future, when these companies, we start to see earnings and revenue growth aggressively, then you start to get PE expansion in the guys at the top of the value chain. Um, so as I listen 
I hear things from both these companies that make me very confident you'll get that outperformance. So um, what does this mean to me as an investor? Well, number one, I have less and less of an interest in owning MJ, which is the ETF of all the stocks, and more and more of an interest in owning these high part of the value chain companies when I start putting money back into the space. Okay? Now, it's not that you can't make money in the ETF. You certainly can't. Because like I said, these all, all these stocks move together right now. So at the beginning of the next up cycle, whenever that occurs, MJ will work and they're all going to work. But then what stocks do I want to hold long term? They're the ones at the top of the value chain. And without a doubt, these two companies are doing it. Also, very interesting. These two companies are focused clearly on U.S. CBD distribution and growth. Telray made a great acquisition nobody seems to really care about. That was Manitoba Harvest. It's a hemp producer. Okay? I think that's going to be a very powerful part of their business. So both of these companies are asset light. Both of these companies are focusing on getting a foothold from a brand standpoint in the U.S. through hemp CBD products. From the, in the standpoint of Kronos, they clearly stated on their conference call that their relationship with Altria's distribution is really helping them in that regard. They're doing a rollout right now of 1,000 stores in the U.S. for their hemp CBD products as a test market, just a test market to figure out exactly what works before they roll out across all of Altria's distribution. And an analyst wanted to know why that's so important and compare that to their THC business in, in Canada. They said, we have 25 stores in Ontario, I think it was. I think it was the Ontario uh, area. All we can get is 25 stores open because of Health Canada and how long it's taking for stores to open. So it's very hard to get any type of a sample of what products work and what don't when you only have 25 stores. Meanwhile, at the drop of a hat with their Altria relationship, they can have a thousand stores selling product, doing market research, so they can figure out how they want to roll out nationwide. That's the, that's the power of the relationship with Altria in a way that I don't think most people are thinking about. It's the distribution arm of Altria that's awesome. I think most people say Kronos, Altria, you know, uh, and they start imagining um, a, mar- a pack of what looks like cigarettes, marijuana. Now, cigarettes, right? I mean, you know, sold uh, next to the Marlboro men. I mean, that's pie in the sky stuff. Let's talk about reality. Altria has an incredible distribution network in the U.S. and they're carrying Kronos CBD products right now. That's what matters right now. Both of these companies were talking about how they see sequential revenue growth going forward. It was very clear on the call that I heard uh, uh, this morning. I was tweeting it out about Telray. Instead of just giving you all the different points that the management was saying, let me boil it down for you. He basically said, the CEO of the company basically said, we're in the trough quarter for our business. They expect to see sequential revenue growth going forward. In 2020, they expect to see margin expansion going forward. Okay. It doesn't mean the stock's going to go up today. 
it just tells you, okay, those are the stocks that have to go on the top of the, um, uh, the whiteboard. Um, conversely, when I listened to the – actually, I was reading through the organogram pre-announcement, which was a major disappointment to everybody. Um, it becomes clear they're too reliant on growing. They're a grower. They're one-dimensional. Now, I love them because they have the highest margins in the business. They have a uh, um, technology process that I think is very important. They're able to consistently come out with the highest quality weed at the lowest cost. And Telray's management, and this is interesting, guys. This is, this is interesting how it affects organogram, which is still at the top of our whiteboard, but maybe not the very top because they're still too dependent on price of weed. So they're still more like a grower. But Telray made it very clear that there is a, there's a lot of demand for high-quality product and high-THC content and not a lot of it out there. Okay, so there's overproduction of lower-quality content, lower-quality uh, THC, and, and the demand's not there. So this is the imbalances we're getting. A lot of that kind of stuff on the market but in Canada, but not enough stores open, so you can't sell it all. And at, the, and at the same time, Telray was saying that there's a lot of demand for high THC content, high quality weed, uh, and not enough of it. Well, I mean, Organogram makes high quality, high content, okay? Um, they make all kinds, but they can really do that well. Their technology is, is superb. But they, they, you have to list them below Kronos and Telray on your whiteboard because Organogram is still focused as a grower. And so as prices decline, they're suffering. But Kronos and Telray tell you that as prices decline, they just shift their business and they're able to capture margin. I like to hear that. So um, I think I'm going to wrap up there. I got a lot to cover today. Charlotte's web tonight. If I can, I'll live tweet it out. Um, and then, of course, I'll be live tweeting tomorrow uh, the canopy growth. I'm just thinking, is there anything I've missed here? Um, I don't think so. I think that's all for now. Let's let's. Um, I will mention this. It's Charlotte's Web's call is going to be very interesting tonight because you've got you got a lot of these heavy hitters moving into the CBD space in the U.S. And I think there's an expectation that that's going to be a negative for Charlotte's Web. I don't think so. I think it's a positive. I think the more big companies come into the U.S. CBD market and raise awareness, the best guy in the business benefits from that. Does it kill some of the cheaper guys out there? Absolutely. So maybe the CV Sciences announcement, the Elixol announcement, which are at the lower, middle to lower end of the pricing range and product quality and whatnot, Maybe there's a differentiation. We're going to find out tonight. Maybe not. I mean, maybe they're all getting whacked. I don't know. But if we see a Charlotte's Web call and an earnings number that's better than expected, that's going to be very interesting. Okay? So 
to close up, guys, do not get carried away with the excitement of what you think might be coming in the future. I do believe we're seeing a trough here. It does look like margins will increase for the best quality companies in 2020. That will be a good thing. But we are in November. Nobody supports these stocks. Tax loss selling occurs, and you just keep going lower. So if you want to be aggressive and put some money to work, you have to employ stops to protect your own ego. If you want to be conservative, there's nothing wrong with standing aside and watching because a bottom will occur, and you'll see it. You don't have to guess. You'll pay higher. As a conservative guy not looking for the lows, you're going to pay up for these things. As long as you're committed and willing to pay up for them once the bottom's in, then that's fine. Take your time. Do your research. I'll be here Friday at 1130 to update you on Charlotte's Web, Canopy Growth, and Aurora. And I'll be live tweeting what I think of these conference calls as they're happening. You can follow me on Twitter at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. Take care, guys. Hey, give me a second. Okay. What do you got for me? How you doing? I am. I got tickets. I'm taking the boy. Talk to me. What do you? What do you? I, I don't have any. Uh, what, what are you thinking? He's six. Right.
Right, right. So I could always go up there and grab something to eat and then come back down to where I'm sitting. But um, so you're paying 80 bucks to get on the ice and skate, which includes a ticket. Is that right? It's the suites all the way up in the rafters, right? But it's pretty, it's like all, it's like a pretty good spread of food. Yeah, 